This is Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we got Into the Badlands, the mid-season finale. That is mid-season finale, uh, technically. A lot yep. of people were like, finale, oh my God. Man, they were freaking out, and Man, for good reason. Social media were going bananas. Um, so this was season three, episode eight, uh, and it was called... Leopard Catches Cloud. What do you got? I'm going to add that to the long list of <laughs> head-scratching what the shit is that mean. I mean, we've been sitting here trying to figure it out for a good five minutes. I got nothing. I, I know c- we've used Leopard before, and I don't think we ever figured out who that was or who I'm, she was. I, I'm, I'm not going. I'm, what? Yeah. No, that's what I feel like. Um, but title aside, this is how you do a mid-season finale, people. Um, kudos to... Um, Fight choreographer. The everything on this episode of really when we when we spoke to Sherman Augustus mm-hmm. and we had the interview with him, which was absolutely phenomenal. And if you haven't heard it, guys, you need to. The guy is just absolutely so fun to listen to. And I mean, he predicted a lot of what was right. I mean that was going to happen and, and continues going right. to happen. I mean, he looked at he told us he's like, guys, this is going to be the closest thing we can get to uh, Battle of the Bastards of Game of Thrones, which is one of the most monumental fight scenes in on television, television history. history. Um, and this was their interpretation to try to go to it. And he was very excited about where it was going to go with it. And man, we can see why he delivered, like, you know, on his, on his promise. Um, I thought the episode was really, really, really strong. I have a few gripes, a few parts of it. Then again, that's, that's common. Um, but overall it was a very, very strong mid season finale and it really left you like, holy crap, where do we go from here? Which is how a mid-season finale should do. Absolutely. I mean, they have the few parts where, wait, this was the fastest episode. Oh, okay, we're still going. And then it was like, wait, we still have more? Like, right, right. And, and so, so there's a lot of intense. The battle scenes were phenomenal. Character loss, I'm feeling, like, probably left a little bit to be wanted. But I'm okay that we still have a large cast. Like, I don't think we're too big or anything. It, well... As far as I, you know, we didn't really lose anybody. I mean, that's just the reality of it. True. I mean, um, which was kind of a shock because you know the classic AMC is is that to have a mid season finale or finale usually means you have to have the death of a major character, which they didn't follow that mo, which is fine. They they let us close to it, but well, I mean, we lost probably one person, but I don't think that she's too monumental to the show or anything. Okay, we can see how it works, but. Which one you want to break down first? You want to do the widow side or you want to do the pilgrim side? Uh, the widow side first. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, after remembering that her name is Minerva, I'm all on board and get, getting rid of the widow. Like <laughs> Maggie can keep it. Minerva is such an amazing name. Yeah, that I, I think we start with her. I think we give her her due. So the plan, the battle plan is um, we're gonna have the widow and. Chow and then and Tilda are going to storm Whitebone. Why well, Moon and, it, and Lydia and all their forces are going to go right at it. And I'm loving the count, council that we have and everything. Everyone going back and forth. Everyone has an option to talk. And Minerva does a great job of saying, hey, can we... Uh, man, yeah. I mean, I figured he was going to say something like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, cause the internet's forever. Internet's forever. And <laughs> you like, edit this shit out. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Minerva, you were saying Minerva. Yeah, we were talking about Minerva and everything. And I'm loving the plan that she's listening to it. He's like, guys, we can just go ahead, end it, full force. She can't handle us. And Minerva's like, what's the point if we kill everybody? You know, to actually change a cycle, you can't go through it the same exact way. But then she goes off the rails and wait, we can sneak attack and still kill her. And like, we just got to kill a few people. I was like, no, you just did a great thing. Try to work this out with peace or something. No, this show's about fighting. Okay, let's go with it. Yeah. Really. Like, uh, I mean, I'm going to be happy Good with thought in moving result. on. Exactly. Yes, you know, don't, don't let you catch your tongue on that one. Um, so, you know, again, we go through these tunnels. Moon and company arrive well, well, at this. I mean, a great fight area. I mean, for, then we have uh, Lydia talking to Moon and everything, and yeah. our boy seals the deal. I forgot. Uh, yeah, I, I, you I did, forgot I did about it. Did not want to miss the kiss on this one. Exactly. But, you know, but I got to be honest with you, man. I was about to text Sherman Augustus and tell him, if you die, because usually if you're if you get yeah, the kiss, if you get the the, kiss you, and you're getting the, you know, yeah. hey, the good luck punch <laughs> the night before, 
<laughs> you know, usually that means that's your last hoorah. Hey, like, I mean, if, that, if that's your last hoorah, that's your last hoorah. I'm okay hey, with it. Hey, man. More power to you, brother. She's a fine woman. Um, I just, I was like, oh, me, Lord. So that made me nervous, you know, but at least she didn't deny him twice. You exactly. Know I mean, like, you know, I mean he, the man could have gone into war really pissed off. I mean, know? talk about blue balls, you know, being all dressed <laughs> in blue and everything right there. Jeez. Woo! He's killed at least five other people if Lydia doesn't come to the room that yes, night. I mean, he might kill his own people on the way down there. He's yeah. just that damn man. <laughs> just raging and roaring out. What happened to him? Yeah. Lydia denied him again. Oh, God. <laughs> front avoid, of the line. Avoid. Front of the line. Yeah. But um, I'm really loving like, Lydia's growth. Like We're always finding new ways to make her powerful, make her relevant, and just giving her more responsibility that feels natural. Yeah, she she's definitely got more into the mix of being a dynamic mm-hmm. character instead of a support character for other dynamic characters. Exactly. And like right. some of the stuff we didn't believe she could do at the beginning of the season, we're seeing why she can do it now at the end, the mid-season. Well, this is where good writing comes into play because she has been no warrior or battle. So every time she's ever in a fire skirmish, it's been realistic where she's not over doing sword play this and yeah. so on. She's been like, oh, if I got knocked over a couch and had to stab somebody who gets grabbed or or I use a crossbow from a whore. I mean, all those things are plausible. believable and plausible and not out of bounds for her character. And that's what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting into this whole fight scene. Well, I mean, I want to bring up one little key piece coming. When she was talking to Minerva and Minerva gives her this crossbow. As a wedding gift? As a, yeah. She's like, very charming husband. I, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, mm. I mean, maybe if you like Joffrey, know how to pick up yeah. there, Minerva. I mean, maybe if you're marrying Joffrey, like, this is a good <laughs> yeah, wedding gift. Joffrey. <laughs> but outside of that, guys, do not give your future wife a a murder weapon, or b just anything sharp in general. I, I, I would think is a good thing, so you wow. you don't have to sleep with one eye open. Wow. If you want to give a knife set, make it a butter knife set. Yeah. Remember yeah. that. Advice from Bleed TV Podcast. <laughs> Wedding, gifts. Okay. Um, so let's get to the fight, yeah. man. I'm, just, I'm salivating. They do a good point with a lot of the promos all week of showing, you know, uh, Moon's hat falling into, uh, you know, water with this blood soaking. This water, phenomenal. Because it's dark, muddy and everything with drops of red in it. Well, it really helps when one of the, the one of the bad guys or the skirmish the teams is in a white and they're dirty, muddy, mm-hmm. bloody. It really shows up well. Shout out to well, Giovanni doing another phenomenal uh, exactly. job. Exactly, another fantastic interview we had here recently. If you haven't heard, you need to listen to the guy. Gives so much dynamic to the to the show and more through what he does. So. Um, I really like how this all started. I loved this, all the fight lines. I loved how they had the the, the setting set up. I like the camera angles. Um, when they had the whole scene of the horses charging in and the fight coming in, I really, really enjoyed it. And like we've said a hundred, hundred times, my first gripe is when you have a huge scene of everybody fighting each other. So there's 30 white suits versus 30 blue suits and they're fighting each other. There's always three pairs they're playing patty cake, cake patty in the background. Cake in the background, and I'll be damned if I'm watching this. And there's why do I always see them? That's who I see first. Is well, that's who we're looking okay, for. They are yeah. not really sliding. They're like, dink. Hey, your turn. Dink. Hey, then, your turn. Dink. And those swords look so much bigger than the ones that we're seeing. I mean, some like, of them look like wood sticks. Oh, they were, they were mean, like the foam plastic that you're playing like, with in no. the backyard. I was like, come Luckily, on. Luckily, they didn't stay on the scene no. for a long time. I mean, if you go back to watching Braveheart, there's a scene with Mel Gibson talking and they're fighting in the background. <laughs> and and it stays lingering. on there for like 15 seconds of guys playing patty cake in the background. You want to choke yourself to death. Yes. Uh, this didn't happen this one. We did find two or three groups who were like, you know, and they move on. Yeah, let's move along. They keep they the camera quickly. Um, I love how they had the horse thing going on. Um, that they slow mowed it in the right spots. Dude, that's what the slow mo of Moon's fight. I know we talked about the slow mo last episode being the best use we've seen it on the show. Well, after seeing it in this episode, I think this was the best use of slow mo that they've ever used on the show. I think this is the best use of slow mo when it came to a fight yes. scene on the show. Not the best overall. Okay. I feel like the one from last episode with Widow and all that stuff was very an very artistic. It was emotional scene that slow mo enhanced, making it that much dynamic. Why it's my favorite scene. This fight scene was enhanced because they used slow mo in a few spots in the right time. Yeah, and then they would speed it up and then go back into slow mo. It wasn't as consistent. 
Um, so that's the part that I thought was really, really neat. Um, you know, the horseplay was good. Um, you know, the swinging and killing people. There wasn't anybody that was like, oh, no, no, that's bullshit. No. Like we, that was one thing I was really concerned about is that you see Moon on horseback, you know, swinging that big old sword. And then somebody's like, okay, yeah, you didn't even make contact. That wasn't close. He could have cut your legs off before you even got there. None of that stuff was happening. And just like the full use of Moon. Like, I mean, we get him with the long sweeping attacks. We get a lot of downward strong strikes and everything. And then the hand. He fired off four darts. We had the slow motion of the knife slowly coming out and then going into the dude's chest. Like, oh my God. His fight was top notch. Like, right. I mean, he took an arrow to the uh, to the upper chest, yeah. shoulder area. He took a slice to the back of his uh, shoulder, shoulder and arm. Now, did you see the one scene where he's got the arrow in his chest and then he's fighting and fighting and then he shows a cut scene where he's going to move and cut and the arrow was gone? Yeah. <laughs> and it like, lasts about two <laughs> seconds and then he comes back and the arrow was back in the shoulder. I, I, I was I've, like, no! I've given up on continuity and because we're going to talk about another scene that I want to talk about with yeah. continuity being an issue. But I, unfortunately, that's just part of the show. Like They don't have the best editor, I guess, working on it. Well, it's just... I can imagine that it's very, very, very difficult when you have so many things going on and you're trying to make this work, that work, like that, that you could overlook little things yeah. like this. And asshats like us who who watch it and are like looking for every, every little, little detail. detail, sometimes they're like, okay, you're just going to have to give that up. We, yeah. we have a time frame, a schedule, things to meet, a budget, da da da, da. And if I want to comb through every little thing, it's on. You know, I get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Hey, whatever. Uh, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of business. I'm not a writer. I'm not just so on. I'm just a guy who really enjoys TV, who loves movies, and has a high opinion of how well things can be and want it to be the best it can exactly. be. Exactly. Especially and when you love a show and characters like this one. And so by me stating an opinion about wanting the show to be the absolute best, if that offends you, then we're this sorry. isn't the podcast yeah. for you. I mean, we're just not for you. Yeah, you know, that's just the reality of it is, is that... I will tell you all day, I love a show to death. I love what they're doing this that are so But, we're gonna but if I catch a detail that you could have done better, gosh damn it, I'm going to tell you you yeah. could have done better. And we if I'm just like, ah, who cares? Woo! That's a fanboy podcast. We're not fanboys. And, you know, we are, most but, of the time. Uh, yeah. you know, so it, just, it is what it is. But so. And, and so like, we get Moon finally surrounded in everything, loving every second of it. And then I'm like, oh, no, he's about to die because we got the one clipper coming around. And I was like, Okay, here's what's going to happen. Minerva's going to shoot this guy in the back of the head. But if she makes this shot from all the way back there, I'm just cutting the episode off. It'd be Orla, not you know, not Minerva. Oh, yes, it would It would be Lydia. Yeah, Lydia. And now you're giving it, man, we are butchering names all the way around. <laughs> well, that's a real name, yeah. yeah. Minerva uh, gave her the crossbow and everything. That's why I correct. wanted to talk yeah, about so it. Lydia. And so I was like, if Lydia shoots this person from way back there with this crossbow, I'm done with the episode. Right, um... So let's let's dissect this fight scene because there was a lot of emotions about how people thought about how Moon went about things in this. Um, it, you know, we're talking. This is Moon, supposedly mm-hmm. the greatest Clipper ever. Uh, uh, he's got the most kills. The most kills. You know, he's got a graveyard full of swords. Of yeah. People who tried to kill him. Blah blah blah. So you expect big things from him. So he goes in this fight and he's killing people right and left. He's doing an amazing job. Hold on yards. He gets surrounded. He's able to use his dart hands. He comes out of that. He's fighting to the point where eventually he does get hit, falls to his knees, drops the sword, and just closes his eyes like he's ready to be He's accepted it. Like- by the whitest and lumberjacking looked semi-heavy set Semi? Uh, he, he was heavy set. Like, I mean, it's okay. Look, there was more yeah. fabric on this guy's uniform <laughs> than any other of yeah. the Chow warriors that we've seen. So it was very surprising. I mean, at he this did point, not though. Fit, yeah. Did not fit what I visualized as, a, as the quintessential stereotypical soldier but, I mean, of in, Chow. In war, you just sometimes. Quantity overtakes quality. Didn't, didn't say it was a problem. Yeah. Just saying that when I first saw this is the guy that's going to I was like, uh, not what I envisioned. <laughs> not what I envisioned at all. All right, so here was the argument. A lot of people were pissed off that Moon gave up and just stayed on his knees and to get his head cut off. And the first thing they said is, that's not honor. That You know, Mr. Honorable and da-da-da-da. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Have you ever seen a Japanese samurai? 
some of the most honorable warriors in the history of this world. Like, no, when you get defeated, you've exerted every. The man just slaughtered like 30 people. Correct. You know, he had a round before everybody else, you know, the night before. And then they had to travel. You're exhausted. Your tanks are empty. And take it like a champion. Yeah. You know, it's not. A lot of us don't envision that's how we're going to die. We envision ourselves on our feet, you know, swing until it's all over. Fact of the matter is. A lot of people would die before they even hit that point. All right. Here's the next part people complained about. If you were a guy who's just lost your sword and fall on the ground, why are people waiting and one person have to walk up to behead you? Why aren't people just like going over there and just start stabbing you? I mean, think Again? about this. Think about 300. Yeah. Okay. Think about when their characters, if you haven't seen 300, amazing epic fighting story. If you haven't seen 300, what are you still doing listening to us? Go watch 300 right. and then come back I mean, and finish it. I'm not saying it's an Academy Award winning movie, but it's a great fight stuff. Anyway, if you remember when some of the, some of the main characters start to die towards the end, it's not like they wounded them, they fell to their knees and went over and beheaded them. Everybody just went ahead and stabbed them and moved on. Yeah. It was instantaneous. There was no there was no moon hitting to the ground to the knees and having this moment of serenity of, I can't believe I'm about to go, but I'm going to do it honorably and, and let this guy walk around to face you. And then just to rear back to cut your head off while two other people have swords on you. I mean, to me, again... It kind of goes back to the honor thing and a little bit to what you were saying is Moon's known. You know, he's the one of the greatest uh, Clippers in the history. And I want to kind of soak that moment in. I didn't. I liked it. Yeah. I liked the scene. I, I was just I, saying I that people, other people brought up some valid yeah. arguments. But I mean, to me, not it was what just they expected. Like, I would take my time. I would cherish it. I'd be like, whoa, I'm about to take out the baddest man in history. To me, think about this. If Moon had died in the episode, would you have wanted him just to be stabbed right there and then moved on? No. I mean, no, I, I mean, like to me, that's like, oh, wow, the main character just literally just got killed right there. And moving on? I mean, that you, you wanted to have a pause. Yeah. You want it to be a moment of anguish that this is about to go down. And I would have felt a lot of fear for this had we not seen the crossbow earlier given as a gift. Right. But I mean, if I that wasn't very... in the back of my head, I'm thinking there's a real chance Moon's dying here. Right. Because we have like given it this build up and everything. Exactly. And so personally, exactly. I'm A-OK with it. Exactly. So again, she shoots him through the eye with the crossbow. I'm thinking, Denise, <laughs> if you're a Walking Dead fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> that one wasn't meant for you. Yeah, really. It's supposed for Abraham. Gosh, damn it. You know? um, again, Walking Dead references. Yeah. Um, and you know she rares up, you know, with with her crossbow that's empty. You know, and moving Moon the line, doing exactly what she, he said she shouldn't do, which Correct. not holding the line and everything. But it was the right decision, right? Well, she did tell her people to hold the line. And yes, they did, and it was a, you know the fight was over. Um, were you surprised Shocked. at the numbers oh. they decided to put on film when it came to how many people from the widow people and how many people came from the child people? To me, like when you think of epic war battles, you know, a huge surge mm -hmm. and different things like that, where the numbers considered would seem low for you. I mean, I, I hate to say I keep referencing Game of Thrones when you, it looks like you have over a thousand people on a battlefield on each side. And you watch this scene, and it looks like you have 60. Well, I mean, you got to take it into account, though, the worlds we're in. This is a futuristic... Agreed, agreed. I think I'm a Blaine Sherman of this one. He's like, yeah. this is Battle of the Bastards quality. Well, I, I mean, like... For the strategy and everything put into it, I, I would say it is and everything. But number-wise, it is a little bit uh, disappointing and everything. But well, It's just low. Yeah, it is in low. In comparison. But for a show like this that's so kung... I don't want to say necessarily kung fu, but martial arts-based, you don't want to see that many people on screen either. I agree with that. You because, know, I mean, we have so many... Yeah, people yeah. Had, and I just want to cover all bases. Um, and hey, I'm glad that they're you know they're bringing them up and everything because these are things that we are always willing to talk about. Absolutely. So again, Sherman gets up, he hops on the back of the horse with Lydia, and they run off to yeah. the sunset after the rest of the team wins the the surge. Um, Which also, like this was, you're just hold the lines and everything. Whenever, how long did you expect them to hold the lines? Like they're out there for 45 minutes holding this battle. Yeah. Everybody's dead. You might as well have just gone through the front gate in the first place. Yeah. If you didn't expect to win. Yeah. You know, I guess, it, you know, it's, I guess, how about how you look at it, I guess. Um, it was like they, they made this 
uh, decoy plan, the real plan essentially by the end of the episode. Um, here's, I got two comp, I got a compliment and a gripe. Number one, when the opening scene happened and the horse come through, I love the catapult scenes where they were showing yes. things explode and the explosions. Big, yes, and the fire. Like the fire. Really it looks so realistic and Well everything. spent money on yes. CGI. Well spent money on. Again, just like the scene where the they the child soldiers shoot Sherman in the you know the shoulder with a crossbows. We never revisit the guys at the catapult. We never revisit no. the people at the with the crossbows. And I thought that was kind of like, where are they? Especially because those crossbow and I guess trebuchet people could have still been going when Lydia brought everybody up on the front. That's line. what I'm thinking is that it's like we have a missing element, mm-hmm. you know. And so I know they're like, yeah, we won, we got them out of here. But I was like, was yeah. the mission to destroy child people or just to hold the line because they brought a, a surge? So I mean, that's the part where you know you're like. What was the actual goal? Was to hold the line, even though you showed up as a surge to try to get in there? I don't. They, they didn't make it too clear because it, they it, they it was, said it was, it was muddy water. Yeah, they said it was supposed to be hold the line and everything, but either they did better than they thought and they advanced further, or they were just like, "Screw it, we're just going to end it ourselves." I I wish I knew. Yeah, that, that's the only part was like a little bit clearer, but overall the fight scene was fantastic. Now, let me ask you the very important question. Are you still worried about wearing a fedora in the battle? Because the amount of people that were still wearing their fedoras going into battle, I'm like, eh, maybe a helmet. Hey, man. Yeah. They, they were rocking it, man. Hey, I mean, I, you know, I played football and everything, lived by the motto of look good, feel good, play good, but this is to Amen. a whole other level. Amen, man. Like, look, if Sherman Augustus, I'm sorry, Moon can kill many people in that awesome trench coat, that he's rocking. Then maybe that's the key. That's the key, man. We gotta start They're dressing better. They're dominating yeah. out there. Look, Look like a hobo, you die like a hobo. <laughs> that's the way it goes. Um, Baji, take take note, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we get back to the tent and everything, and yeah. Lydia collapses. Well, here's the thing: Lydia is carrying Moon. Yes. Into the tent to patch him up. And then she collapses, and then so he gets up and carries her out of the tent. Did you notice anything wrong with that? I noticed a lot wrong with it. And A, she's just not going to be able to carry him at any point in time. Just not going to happen. I mean, you could guide him in like that, but if you're at the point of collapsing because you're wound. And we come to see, that's a pretty nasty wound she's got. He needed your help to get in the tent. Now he is giving you the help to get out of the tent. Hey, maybe at that point, you know, you get a boost of adrenaline. Because of the woman you love, yeah. whatever. There was, that was noticed on Twitter, too. People are like, oh, they just kind of swapped roles. I was I like, mean, okay, okay, I it, give you that. It was like Popeye spinach, you know? He popped a little now, bit. And- she makes the comment, like, I don't want to, you know, take me home to die. Like, she's fully expecting him to die. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it. I, I I think that would be a waste of a character. That would be a terrible waste. No. I mean, if somebody ran her through with a sword and you saw it on battle and like, yeah. they ran back and she's dying in his arms, that's a little more plausible. But A complete mystery, a, I'm assuming, like crossbow. If you got hurt off screen and then dies you know, later and after mid-season value, I'm like, ah, That's lazy writing. That's, that, that's just lazy. I don't want to see that. People don't want that kind of death. No. Especially for someone that we've built up and made into such a fantastic character. Absolutely. So I really hope they don't go that route. Nope. Um, but now we got Minerva, Minerva, Chow, uh, Chow and, Tilda. and Tilda coming through this. Which explain to me this plan of: Am I supposed to believe that she wasn't going to keep at least twenty to thirty guards around her at all times? Um, because when they get out, like she kept too many men. I'm like, what, what did you think she was going to do? Keep yeah, the I mean, bare minimum around her? No. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a huge problem with it. I mean, like, I expected there to be at least 50 to 100 guys at your stronghold. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's common. Um, so, I mean, none that really bothered me. Um, I mean, it was just his first thing. She kept too many men. I was like, uh, what did you expect? Yeah, that was a lot. But, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I, they break in. Um, Tilda's like, I'll hold these bitches. You go on ahead. <laughs> I and love the, her. She's got a short, a short sword. Yeah, hers is a shorter than the others, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, nice. First thing I've got to say is, is that we can actually put a W 
in our Charles man in column, baby. It was bound to happen. He, he was zero for three or four. I, mean, I think we, you're we being generous. And I like it. And my boy gets a gets a W. A strong W too. Strong W. He's kicking ass, taking names, uh, doing well. It's finally a one on one. He was able to win, and mm. I'm loving it. You know, it's really, really good stuff. Uh, now we got to pause real quick. We actually got the introduction to the master at the beginning of the episode. We did have a cold open with the master, and I was excited. I and was gonna, yeah. We, well, because she is about to make the appearance and everything. She is. Uh, yeah, in the very beginning of the episode, she comes out. And she goes, "It's about you know, it's yeah. beginning or about to begin or something to that reference." Because we haven't seen her in a while. Um, Way too long, as yeah. everyone knows on this podcast, we've been preaching to see the monks oh, back. Yeah, we get the abbots and the monks possibly back. We don't have Waldo. No. We don't have Jade. What the F? Hey, give it time. Yeah. Give it time. Uh, but okay. And so now we've got Minerva running straight into Chow. And Chow's running away and Minerva's chasing after her. Fantastic fight scene. Yes. And I was actually, for whatever reason, it's when uh, she chases after her. And these two guards are in the worst placement behind a door I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, like they, they have no vantage point of shooting her. She's already got the jump on them. By the, Obviously, they weren't expecting to have to battle today. Yeah, no. There was not any other cards. Yeah, they're over there still sipping their tea and everything. All right, how about that Chow also rocks the three-inch heel? Well, she's uh, kicking ass and taking aim, no, too. Okay, so no. like This is what I wanted to talk about. I was like, holy cr- shit. Like, she's actually wearing proper footwear. Chow was. It was like maybe an inch wedge. Then she rolls over the table. She's in the gold three-inch heels. And then we're off the table, back into the half-inch wedge. Only time she... Didn't notice. I'm telling you, that was my weird thing because I was just like, man, I wonder what she's Maybe it's a part of our attack plan to have, you know, changing shoes. Yeah, on wooden tables, apparently, heels, way to go. Not fighting on the table, go back to wedges. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, because I, I was going to applaud him. I was going to applaud him, and then you're like saying, "Kick it out to three shields." I was like, "No." Well, I noticed. Just, it just stunned me that when I saw her leaning on the table and they were doing their moves. Yep. That you saw the same heel. I was like, "Huh." Widow rocks the same thing, you know, or something very similar. And then you say, "Well, she also did wedges," and I'm like, oh, "Yeah, wedges for any nothing." Because on the table, like they're strong, significant gold heels that you have to notice. Yeah, there's no doubt you don't miss those, but. I digress. Uh, yeah. Brings her into this room, explains that you're just as gullible. I know who my brother is. I knew what he would do. Are we buying this? Because a lot of people on social media are kind of like, man, he's playing her now. I, no, I, I was full on board with this. I was yeah. cool with it. You know, and I, it shows that there's a reason she is the other Baron still around mm-hmm. because she is smart. She is cunning. She is a child, yes. which is one of the most devastating. That, uh, so to me, that feeds into what, you know, showing her having credence and credit to be who she is. No, and I mean, I think it was a great smart play by her, but 100%. I, I just wasn't buying it. And I don't think Minerva's buying it either. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, she does make the comment of, has he slept with you yet? You know, it's one of those, yeah. you know, deals where, you know, he picks a woman and does that or so on. But I mean, um, he hasn't, you know, she hasn't let him in that. I mean, I don't think she has. I mean, they've had the little scene where yeah. they, you know, the little kissy and da, 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 da. Yeah. I mean, if you realize we haven't had the bump and grind on the show. No. I mean, you know, I don't know. You know I mean, we're, we're close, but we're no. assuming Moon got it done because. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean. <laughs> The only thing we know of confirmation is that Vale was pregnant, but she was pregnant before. Yes. Um, so, I don't know. Anyway, so they get ready to shoot Black Widow. I mean, the Widow, and I was like, wow, how does she get out of this? I mean, because if she does like some tornado move like Castor does and knocks these things away, I'm throwing my yeah, remote at the TV. I, I'm done with the show. Like, I'm not even I mean, throwing the remote at the TV. I'm taking the TV out of the house. I mean, uh but no, they found a perfectly well. I'm not gonna say like plausible because oh, like, plausibility went out the window. Ruler cool took completely yes. Over. Um, and when it froze, like just all around her, I was like, "What are we watching?" I thought for a second we were gonna have Neo. 
you know, like and do her won't 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 and miss all of them at once or something like that. And I, I was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. time out, time out, time out, time out. You know, Wisconsin brothers not on here. So, so then I was worried about. Wait a minute, are they have to be slow mo of each arrow piercing Dude. her. Uh, Holy crap! Sure. Yeah, I'm all, That'd I'm be brutal. <laughs> oh my god! In no way. I mean, they shot one chick yeah. take seventy arrows to the body. I don't like, want her to die, but if she has to, this is the way to do it. I mean, like, like they're gonna show each one go. I was like, "Holy crap!" The most yeah. brutal, surprising mid-season finale in history. And then and we see like, her confusion uh, on the face of like, "Wait, why so am I not dead yet? Of, yeah. Why am I still alive?" For all those arrows to suddenly just burst out of there and hit all these other people, yeah. and Chow takes two of them <laughs> side by side in the most in oh my god most used location of wounds, the upper shoulder. Yeah, I, I mean, mean she takes two. Just who else is taking a wound there? Oh, her brother, uh, Moon. Well, I mean, um, did he take one there? Like, it kind of disappears halfway through the episode. Well, he got impaled through it, you know. His belly moon, cut became worse. Moon Everybody. again. He kind of lost his uh, spot mm. there. I'm sure Sonny's taking 15 injuries there. Yeah. Like. yeah. So, anyway, so she shoots his arrows away, and the master walks in and goes, you know. Playtime's time, over. Yeah, like, it's time to refocus your energy on the real war, war not this one. And then puts the puts the two fingers on the forehead and sends her packing to the ground. Out like a light. Do you think she gets her power, her gift back? I'm going to guess yes. Okay. Now, two-parter. Is that I'm a good about. or bad thing? Which I'm mad about. And I'll explain yeah, that. You can't even be mad if we don't know if she got it back in or not. I'll explain yeah. that when okay. we get done with the pilgrim stuff. Well, if she does get her gift back, do you think that's good or bad since uh, Pilgrim I'll explain King? that okay. when we talk to the Pilgrim thing. Because I have a very right. strong hey. opinion on the subject. We'll, we'll get there in a well, few minutes. Let's bounce over We got Baji and Sonny. And they're walking down the goat path. And the funniest scene of the season is Baji just <laughs> move along, sheep. Bah! Move, sheep. Move, bah! And I like mean, you hear it through the background. I know this guy improv this. It had to I be mean, improv. There's no way someone's like writing that in there. I was dying. And my ribs were dying. I'm telling you, I'm laughing my butt off watching this episode. Like just, I'm like, give me more of this. This is why we love Baji as a character. Thank you, Nick Frost. Yes. Thank you. We get down there. Got the baby in the arm. MK recognizes Sonny, but gets all furious. Completely uh, done he with looks MK. Like he, he, MK looks at Sonny like, you stole my girlfriend. <laughs> Sonny's waving at him like, hey, uh, buddy, how's it been? Yeah. I haven't seen you forever. Give Sorry. me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about not coming back for you, bro. But like, hey. hey we're cool, right? right? Yeah. Baji's um, like, oh, hey, you, everything okay? Yeah, no. No. Um, and give him the child. Yeah, he calls him out. You know, you killed my mom, and he's like, "I don't remember that." He goes, which that kind of disappointed me. I wanted him to argue the point of I didn't do it. Yeah, that, I mean, that's here was my thing. Like, MK comes at him like after all the fighting and stuff. He's like, "You killed my mom," and it's just like, first off, he's like, "I saw you do it. I remember the sound." I'll be like. You were talking about you killed your mom, so I'm sorry if I'm taking this with a grain of salt. And we I thought it was too easy for Sonny to be like, I don't remember. Yeah. I was a dog. I was a warrior. Blah 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 blah. To me, that's like saying, Yeah, I did it. Who cares? Sorry. Yeah. My bad. You know. To me, I struggled with this. I, I was like, I'm getting like I would be very defensive in this situation. I would too, especially if this is somebody you know you fought for, you, cared for, you raised save. in a sense a little you got bit. From the, I mean, come on. So I mean, the complete turnaround on this, I struggled with it. Yeah. I mean, especially because since because he such does a bond. Yeah, a great bond, and like now I just feel like MK's character has just devolved further and further away, and I just give me an MK I can root for. Yeah, I mean, like. I really, really struggle with that part. But, of course, they move through and they get through a fight. And then Sonny shows that he can still kick ass. And he's like, I don't want to hurt you like that. And, you know, and as he's well, spinning the shovel around, he goes, you're not. And then the black eyes turn on. Um, and the way Sonny's fighting style changed from when they were fighting initially, Sonny's really aggressive, 
doing a lot of just normal sunny stuff. But yeah, soon, it was more defensive, like you know, and using leverage. Like he's using MK's body against him and using correct. his force to start rolling him, tie him up with things. I thought that was a fantastic detail that they haven't really used in the show before. Yeah, it's like restraint of fighting, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of a unique kind of concept. You want to put it like that. But the fight scene was great, kicking ass, not you know, like that, and so on. But then, man, I mean, damn, MK starts whipping ass, puts him through a post. I mean, the he, gift he punches is, him, and his blood going everywhere. Dude, the double, Brutal. the double fist uh, punch, and then the just like the spitting of blood coming yeah, out. I mean, it was like, damn, Chris, this, this is the first time you really see Sonny get his ass whipped. Well, no, the Abbots. When, when well, they did, uh, I'm talking about like seeing blood spray. Or, yeah, well, they we saw blood spray yeah. in that fight. Like, um, it was bad. And so MK is about ready to do finish him off, and Pilgrim Pilgrim turns the switch off. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like, and like, was this the first time he used words as well, or is he always used? No, words? no, no, no. Okay. I remember he he even told Caster when he was doing his spinning kick yeah. of death at towards the Black Widow. You know that Black Widow Widow. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, so Marvel, yeah, it's, it's, we've been uh, taken over by Marvel at this point. Yeah, yeah, you can say that again. Um, so yeah, he used that, and so he collapses. You know, and Sonny's like I said, you know, clinging to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like not only that, he's like says something, brother, and it's like whoa. Yeah, he shakes it up a little bit, a little rub a dope. Um, you know, like they're supposed to know each other and high five, have a secret handshake, and you know, share girlfriends, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, and so Cassandra's, you know, healing him and they're, they're hitting him with this information of, you know, we're brothers. You don't remember me. <coughs> they, I wouldn't be alive without you and your, your sister, older sister. Kenna. Um, which do you think we're eventually going to see this older sister? I think so. Um, there's a lot of theories out there that the master is the sister. That's a good theory. Um, some people are like, Oh, hell no. Um, to me, I feel like the sister is going to be the secret weapon against Pilgrim down the road. I think so. To me, that's where that comes into play. I don't think Pilgrim wants anything to do with the sister. But I, I, I also don't, I don't think it's the master just because she yeah. trained everybody and she looks the exact same according to them. So Right. I don't think it's the master either, but it is a theory. To me, I think if Sonny is the catalyst, the sister has got to be some other cool ass name, you know, where she, you know, she's just as important. But I mean, how do you make three people that important? Well, like, if three you, people you remember what Pilgrim said is, is that we were all children of God and we all yes. had a special purpose and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that she could, I just don't know what, if, if he's the catalyst and he, and Pilgrim is the book or whatever that knows everything. I, I don't he know what knows the how to guide the, yeah. the he knows how to guide the special device. So maybe um, she's the one that's meant to hold it, or maybe she's the one that's meant to turn it off or can kill it. You know, like well, I mean if, that's Pilgrim's if power. He's the though. catalyst. She could be the, whatever the opposite of the catalyst is. You know what I mean? Like you know, catalyst brings something. Yeah, back, but, but she could be the opposite. And that's Pilgrim know. though, because like he's the one that can shut it off. Well, he can, can he can guide the power. You know, so now he's he has it. Okay. So I, I'm not sure. It, it, you know, that's that's the big question. But to answer your question, no, I do not think the master is a sister. I think the sister has a very important role um, for the next half season. Very true. And, I, you know, that'll be one of the missing links, you know, um, to see where it goes. Um, and then we got uh, Baji having his one-on-one with uh, – Crescenda. Crescenda. And this was one of the few times – I'm okay with Baji having this knowledge. It is. And then him reading the book and knowing what the chamber is and all that kind of stuff was really, really cool. It, it all worked out. You know, he's worked with these people. He's been able to read it. He was with the Abbots and everything. This is a good way of this using. This makes sense. Yes. It's not a, oh, by the way, I know this person <laughs> kind of situation. Um, around this time, this is where people find the chamber. And, you know, they're digging around. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It was a poor job on the set on this part right here. They're digging, 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 and the guy decides to dig in the mound that's raised higher than everything else, and here's dink, like they just covered this spot up. Look, every part of this outside digging has fallen flat, and it's just maybe it's just something we have to have, and they just felt it, like... You know, to me, it seemed like a budget thing. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm sitting here watching it. When it. This show and digging suck. 
If we remember Lydia, Lydia digging a grave with a flat shovel, I oh my choked God. myself on that one. And then this scene where we've seen scenes where they've taken pickaxes and the people aren't even swinging them hardly. And then we have this where he decides to shovel into the only raised mound in the entire area, which happens to be the, the chamber entrance. Anyway, long story short, I'll get over that. No one on the show has ever dug a hole. That's what it's come down to. <laughs> like, we're sorry. Yeah. We're calling all of we you can out. We kick ass with our feet and fists and do all kinds of cool weapons, but give me a shovel. And we're like, eh. Um, or, or like Baji. I, I came here for, yes, this little shovel, and I'm usually so much better at lying. Right. And, so let me hit you over the head with this. But, yeah, it, it was very bad. But, I mean, I love seeing, like, all the plays that they do with shovels. Yeah. Um, so... Baji tries to talk to Sonny and says, man, it's a bad idea. You know, you're being played. Sonny's like, if I have to save my son, it's something I have to do. And I'm thinking the whole time Baji's going to get reached him. He's going to make a decision. But uh, times to find out he doesn't. When they go down and look at the chamber this first time with Pilgrim and Cassandra, mm-hmm. um, they put the compass in to the offering, as they say over here, which is a cool little setup. I like the, the sand and the, the stones that look like Stonehenge. Kind of, but smooth. Everything about this underground thing is really awesome. Like, we have those old nuclear computers that wrap around, like almost like a Star the uh, Star Trek ship. Yeah, I mean, it's it was very steampunk slash sci-fi slash... Stone Age. Yeah, it's yeah. a very, very neclectic little situation. The only thing I could not stand about the chamber thing was the disco lights. They yeah, were driving me nuts, man. When they're doing the blues and reds, I'm just like, I'm sorry. No, who's going to program that in? I just don't see that any kind of future technology or something that can give you powers like that, that the only thing missing from the room is the disco ball. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't see it. So that was that was the only downer to the chamber. That was me. very 80s-ish. Like, yeah. like, here's how we uh, show the future. Lights everywhere. Sparkle, yeah. sparkle, sparkle. It's like, no. Stop. That was my only struggle. I mean, I got over it quick. Um, basically, yeah. one thing leads to another. The Baji tries to blow the place up. And they, you know, they don't. Which they make him go down into the chamber to observe. Makes this. no sense. That doesn't make a lot of sense. If you're imprisoning somebody who's going to explode something, I wouldn't put him in the room that he's trying that to he was trying to explode. That right there, I call 100% bullshit. I, that right there, it was just like, hey, we need to have Baji in the room so that he can try yeah. to talk to Sonny out of it, and it doesn't work, so that he can see firsthand how bad everything is. That's going to come back into play. Baji will become the person who goes back in the chamber to do the opposite effect or whatever it is that's going to be needed. I feel that whole, whole strongly. Um, don't just don't put somebody who's trying to blow something up in the room that they're trying to blow up for the love of God. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't jive. But I mean, and when we're activating this thing, and we're seeing the, uh, I guess hieroglyphics or symbols and stuff flow through this flat rock screen. Phenomenal job. Absolutely love seeing the effects on this. I do like that. I love how when they put their hand on it, it looks like they're actually immersing themselves yes. in it. Yes. I almost thought he was going to be able to walk through it. I thought that was some cool. Um, it was a neat little effect. It, it was a it was a kind of a fresh rendition on something sci-fi with mysticism and everything else. Um, they both put their hands on it. He's like, you know, my baby's not cured. Mm-hmm. He goes, let me have him, grabs him, and then he Jeez. takes the ability from Henry... And applies it into himself so that he has the dark art. Yes. Like he's sucking it from Henry. Correct. Which, if I'm Sonny, I'm like, why couldn't you have just done this without? Well, I guess the he ra- just needed the more power. Yeah. Um, thus, Baji looks like we're all screwed. And Sonny's like, uh, thank you for my son cured, but now I'm looking at a monster. Yeah. And he's like, no, thank you, brother. And I was yes. like, uh oh. And then, boom. Screen of black. Screen of black. That's in the mid-season finale. Um, kudos to the man. Pilgrim looking like a badass MF. Let me go ahead and tell you. I uh, am terrible. Like, we've already seen Pilgrim fight and everything. And he's one of the most, like we say, he brings us uh, Quinn vibes and everything. You know, just overpowering everybody. Him having the gift, I can only imagine how much of a handful this guy's going to be. Yeah, I... And I cannot wait to see how much more force these punches that aren't even punches are going to deliver and everything. Well, I'm not sure we have anyone that can come close to bringing them down. 
Well, see, this this is where I go into. This is super cool, but also I'm super concerned. And my gripe is is that you've now created what seems to be the Ultimate Warrior. God, that's a terrible title. What? Um, that was one of the greatest wrestlers in history. I know, I know, I know. But so Sonny can't beat MK, who's got the no. black art. Pilgrim <laughs> can handle yeah. MK, and so now it seems like the show is shaping up to where. Sonny's got to get the gift. Sonny's got to get the gift. Baji's got to get her gift back. Minerva's got the gift now. And we got to have all, and MK's going to have to be converted to being a helper so that we have four people with the gift. Honestly, do we really have to say MK has to get converted to stand a chance? Like, Yeah, I mean, like, it's turned into the story of the gifted. Well, I mean, we're going to assume that Sonny's sister has the gift. We've got the master on our side. Correct. Minerva gets her gift back. We assume Baji gets his gift back. Sonny gets the gift or gets his gift back. Right. And I also believe that the Pilgrim has the ability to give the gift to who he wants now so that he can create is an army of the the dark yes. eyes. Or he can take it from anybody. So maybe he takes it from MK. Right. Because he so, doesn't. I mean, like, I'm afraid that we've created a situation that is too bleak. You know, again, you know, we could say, well, you think about Thanos and Avengers, da 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 da. Okay, Thanos was created for this exact reason, and like we knew that was it coming in, and Thanos is everything that I ever wanted in a supervillain. Correct. So I'm just here. I'm we're very rooting worried. For, yeah, here we're rooting for Sonny. So I don't necessarily want to see this kind of villain. I don't want Sonny to become a person who has to have the gift to be effective. I like Sonny because he is a badass the way he is. And in a time where if you are a badass the way he is, you're just a badass. Yes. But unfortunately, we've seen you can't compete with the gift if you don't have it. Exactly. So I'm very – I don't want this to turn into the story of the gifts. I want this to still be the end of the Badlands that I know and love. You know, which they could do it right and it could all work out great and I could eat my words. I'm just concerned. Yeah. But, I mean, we were concerned at the beginning of the season just with episodes and everything and pacing, and they've done a great job. Right. And so I feel like they've earned our trust and everything going yeah, into the I'm second a, I'm going to let the show ride, and we're going to see how it goes. But, I mean, I completely side with you on where we're going and everything because I don't want to see Sonny get the gift and everything. I, I don't, just don't want to be the battle of the gifts. Yeah, I, I don't see the need for something like that. That's too much of a crutch that it just it doesn't feel needed yet. Yeah, no. Because we've like seen old-fashioned so, martial arts, and I don't want to see Tilda become ineffective. I don't want to see Moon become ineffective. You know, like we want to see all of these characters still have a place. And Agreed. With, if Agreed. they don't have the gift, they won't have a place. Is what it feels like it's going to. Agree, one hundred percent. So I'm, like I said, we're going to trust and see yeah. where it goes, and rock it from there. And we guys, we cannot wait until the second half of this season. Which Unfortunately, is scary because we don't know when that is. We don't know when it is, and we've heard from some that it might take next year. I've heard from some others it might be late August to kind of match up with fear. Um, but I mean, they've I, already done filming and everything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I'm very. Oh man, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's gonna be a lot of pissed off people, and it's gonna hurt the show if they have to wait until next year to air the second half of this. Yeah, I mean, if you switched it to a 16 episode slate and then spaced it for a full year, that's good and bad in my opinion. But you might you just make it a fourth season. You don't make it a continuation. It's a fourth season, exactly. And I mean, the whole deal is this is like contract negotiation stuff. We're gonna pay you X amount of money for each episode for season three. But season 3B is not for until the next year. So it's a way of paying somebody less instead of getting a contract bump for every year. Yeah. Or something. I can, I can only imagine the tools and tricks and trades that AMC does to... And AMC is one of the most creative networks when it comes to contracts. Yeah, they're creative, all right. But they're also kind of on our hit list right now. Yeah. Um, you know... I'm but, very, I mean, we're not going to say anything like I'm that. Just, or, like, you know, it's concerning with the Hardwick situation. Um, you know, that they pulled this, they've done that and so on. So it's very, to me, it's a trying time for ALC. You know, they're, we're not sure about into the Badlands. They've made some critical decisions with Fear the Walking Dead by getting rid of one of the biggest characters of the show. Andrew Lincoln has come out and said that he's walking away from Walking Dead, walking away from Walking Dead. That's funny. <laughs> 
you know, um, so been I mean, been like to me, mode. that's three of our biggest shows on AMC that major decisions on. Now, Talking mm. Dead might be gone. Talking with Harwick might be gone. I mean, that's that's well, five big things. And then one of your flagship programs is Preacher, which is going to bring a lot of controversy. I am yes, more very, than sure of. Which, man, I've seen the previews of the next season, and I am shaking and scratching my head there, too. I mean, I mean, guys, if you haven't watched Preacher, a pivotal character is killed, and then they've shown the previews for the next season, and that character is running around. Wait. Uh, I haven't makes, seen any previews, so I have no idea. what. So it makes zero sense. And so it's, that's, a, that's a big nugget that they're just throwing out there. And so, I, I mean, like I said, AMC, I'm very curious about decision-making process, where they're going with this, where we're going with that. Um, you know, but it is what it is. Um, but all we can say is we hope that the show is not having to wait a full year. In no. my opinion, uh, hopefully we come back in August and keep things while they're hot and fresh and so on, because it's on a roll right now. I think it's doing strong. Um, I think it's doing over a million viewers and you know, I, that's good and bad depending on what you know, networks you are on and if they're hitting the key demographics, I, we're just going to have to see how it goes. But praying for a fourth season, no matter what. Really love the show. We've had some great interviews with some of the cast members. And we're going to continue Sherman looking and, and try to get more. Yeah, and we put a little feelers out there. We're going to keep trying to rock it. And uh, I appreciate y'all listening in and enjoying it. And, uh, you know, always don't, don't be afraid to ever hesitate and let us know uh, what you think. Or, you know, if you have comments or questions or this or so on. Heck, we were just sitting there commenting and replying to uh, a person on Podbean just a few yeah. minutes ago. You know, uh, I, we Shout to say... Rossy Auctions, I think, yeah. is what it is. You know the title name, and uh, if we butchered your name, we're sorry. Yeah, I mean, I can't put anything else, but we could think of. But anyway, <laughs> you know, just having great back and forth, and that's a new person we we're talking with, and so we always like to highlight new listeners. And so, I mean, it's just a it's ever changing process, and so we hope that the show comes back. Um, and you know, that's the way it works out. But uh, until season three B, yeah. This is Bleed TV. And uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And well, guys, we'll just see y'all when it gets back, man. Thank y'all.